Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Ah, isn't it nice just to have regular summer soccer to talk about? The silly season, transfer rumors, a bunch of wishes that will probably never come true, and Major League Soccer at kickoff times that you weren't prepared for. Yep. <laughs> It feels like the middle of June, guys. It feels like the middle of June. Welcome to Footy Prime on This Just In. I'm Brendan Dunlop. Happy to be joined by Craig Forrest and James Sharman and Dan Wong. The two of you guys came back from the cottage early just for this because you love our listeners so much, Sharms? Yeah, yeah. I The people wow. need the people need Wonger and me. me. I've, I've decided that. Their, their Sundays or Monday mornings are made better. By, by hearing our dulcet tones. Even though I watched no <laughs> no footy and I didn't read about anything this weekend, I was camping actually under canvas and uh, the reception was terrible anyway. So I, I, I don't think I can offer much, not that I generally can, but I don't think I'll offer very much to the show, but I'm, I'm here in, in spirit at the very least. Let's be real. It got cold last night. You thought, get, get out of here. It was chilly, man. You know what though? We got an 85 pound Bernese cross does does help you know the old heat in the tent a, a fair bit but when she's a stubborn little bitch i can say that because she's a bitch um, <laughs> refuses to move refuses to move um it, it can be uncomfortable but warm so you spoon with the dog the dog spoons you your little spoon oh uh, i'm you know whatever she decides <laughs> and then she lets a fart go those dog farts oh. are brutal I think that was a wife, though, honestly. Ah, she flamed it on the dog? Oh, yeah. You've always been a big camper, though, right, Charms? I love camping, it's yeah. I an do. annual thing. Trouble is, the camping is great. It's just the, the, the drinking that's a problem. I've got to stop doing that. I can't do ah. it for more than a night. It's two nights, and some of my friends just are just like machines, and I just can't do it anymore. Was, your, was it the Friday night bigger than the Saturday night? Yes. I barely drank anything yesterday. Right. Fact, I was Friday night, you went the hard, right? Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that usually is. That's a trend with everybody, right? When you yeah. go on an all-inclusive vacation, don't you like murder the first night? Like you blow your brains out, right? Right. Yeah. You check in at four, and you're like, "Oh, we'll just have one before we go." Then, when you catch the buffet before it closes, and the next thing you're bombed on mojitos, watching the show that says a, a bunch of Dominicans impersonate Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
spend, the next, <laughs> spend the next three days on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> trying trying to at four in the morning you try to buy weed from a Mexican policeman. <laughs> Please do tell us more about your travel story. That's, that's oh, got to be Craig and, Craig and Wonga's no, uh, first we vacation together. It. We did not. No, I'm just it kidding. That was a joke. Was Actually, it was, wasn't it? Well, no, he might have been undercover, I guess. No, it was when, it was when, the, when the waiter showed up with a pound of weed and we just bought $20 worth and we couldn't smoke at all. Uh, we were just like, all right. You know, that's that was, when you were hiding it, right? When you were leaving, yeah. you had to hide it because you, yeah. you couldn't get rid of it. That's right. Left it in a <laughs> potted plant. Oh, man. You know what I was thinking about and seeing that the World Cup announcement show is how many of those stories, like how different the stories will be for the fans that end up congregating in some of the Mexican cities compared to Vancouver and Toronto or some of the American cities. Like night and day is not an accurate enough comparison to what some of those experiences will be like. What's That's the best? Very, should, what, what do you think? I have, we think, Craig, what would be the best if you were just a fan, generic fan of whatever, in the World Cup in 2026, where would you want to be situated? Where do you want your team to be based? Right up the West Coast. Oh, for the team. Oh, for, oh okay. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> the team de- not in miami well, not in mexico city not in toronto you know well actually toronto's not a bad spot because they don't i mean let's face it they're here to work they're here yeah. to play so yeah. in 1994 germany based themselves at uh the nottawa saga inn really oh, that's nice mm-hmm. where is that Best. Not in Wasaga? No, it's north. It's like yeah. on the way of the 400, up the Canada, 400. Canada, didn't Canada have many camps there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the I'm not sure the owner had a connection or something to the German association and offered this up and basically put the best pitch in Ontario in there. And it's always been good. It's still to this day, it's a very, really good spot. Hey, has Canada set their camp for Qatar yet? Charms, do we know no, where they yet. will be based? Not yet. I think they'll be in they'll be in Qatar though. There was talk about them maybe being somewhere else. Egypt. Yeah, that I heard that. Um maybe Turkey as well. There were some connections there. But um I, I believe Have you seen the news in Turkey? I don't think there'll be anything happening in Turkey. I haven't seen any news for the three days. Holy shit. Well, God, the Turkey is uh for s- simplistic terms, Turkey is doing a Russian flex on Greece's Ukraine. Oh, Macedonia? No, on Greece, I meant Greece being Ukraine. No, not not Macedonia. No, Turkey is flexing hard on Greece. Are they really? Yeah, that that, that might be the next uh, war to watch. Tiba just signed, uh, I heard, I saw today, a, a one-year deal with Besiktas. To stay? Yeah, we knew that was coming. I would think we talked about that, what scenario like would be best for him. I couldn't see anything other than that. They love him. He was still starting, still playing at his best, like, why not? Even if you only get six six months out of him, let's say. It's one year left, right? So yeah, why not? Sorry, just going back to my previous question, Craig, but also like as a fan, if you're a fan, yeah, where do you want to have your team based in, in those host cities? I would say, I mean, for proximity, East Coast is great, right? Philadelphia, New York, Toronto, Boston, West Coast, if you want to hang up right up down the coast, a little more traveling. But East mm-hmm. Coast would be excellent for... We're getting to a whole bunch of stadiums and games. Mm. Has to be. What about the party though? Yeah. Ooh. Guadalajara. Oh yeah. Mexico City. You can get a lot of trouble down there, couldn't you? I can imagine there would be, yeah. Around the Statue of Independence in Mexico City. Yeah. I they feel have like this, they have this drink, I think, in Mexico called tequila. 
Is that where it's from? <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. A lot of, a lot of different brands. The good stuff's good. The bad stuff's bad. Yeah. Spe- speaking of the Statue of Independence there in Mexico City, um, we went there after they hammered us 4 0 to party with all the Mexicans. Tens <laughs> 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 of thousands of them. It was amazing. We're like, How did you ah! did you wear your trackies? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we did not. <laughs> How did you play that off? Did you just that just you just blended in like eleven gringos? I don't think Craig was normal. In. Well, we weren't all together as like a team. <laughs> but we were just around the corner. The Marriott Hotel where we stayed wasn't very far away. So uh-huh. I bet they'd be really welcoming, though, wouldn't they? I bet they would. Oh, if they beat yeah. you 4-0 and you guys showed up and said, yeah, I was playing tonight, you know. Yeah. Let yep. four goals and you'd be like the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no Not problem. paying for any tequila yourself. No. All taken care of, buddy. They're like, ah, here comes the lambs to the slaughter. It's a good point, though, Snorms. Like, if you're Brazil or you're Argentina, are you like clamoring to get that Kansas City spot? Do you, do you want to put your team in a place where you can focus solely on the football? Like, mm-hmm. the least these guys are places? in camps. It doesn't matter whether they're downtown. They're in basically prisons. These guys, they're not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and nor do you want to. Did I read somewhere that for this year's World Cup, there's a documentary being made about the English wags? I believe I saw that somewhere, which just sounds like a terrible idea. And already that tells me that this this group are not focused where they should be. Mm-hmm. And I can't wags. believe Southgate said, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm sure I saw that somewhere. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to try and find it. But he had to give approval for yeah, the I'm, cameras? I'm sure this has nothing to do with Southgate and the team. I'm well. Well, the wags are. If they're going to have cameras stuck in their faces. The players could have said, "No, we're not doing this." Please. Yeah, but they're not in the same rooms. Yeah, and also, if it's it depends what we're talking about here. If they're profiling the wags just in Qatar, you know how separated that they can be, right, Greg? Like most most players aren't allowed to have their family around once the matches start, right? Maybe not they get all. for a week before, if that. But even it seems to be the trend now that they're. Not encouraged to join them on the trip until towards the tail end or something like that? No. Why so, would you? Right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. But no. I can see why all of these uh, women and some of the players involved as is. well would love the attention of this. This is, no, this this is, is totally bad news. No. You remember back in Baden Baden in Germany how terrible that turned out? Here it is. Netflix plans for World Cup Wags documentary given oh, yeah. short shrift by England camp. The streaming giant are said to be keen to make a film about the wives and girlfriends of England stars in Qatar this winter at the World Cup, but the three-line skipper isn't keen. Harry Kane has insisted England's players would find a wax documentary a complete turn-off, despite their interest. Um, so there you have it. It's, it's being discussed anyway. I just, I know what you're saying, that they're, they're removed from the players, but it's just going to be the noise, all the noise, if they start doing this. It's just stupid. Worry about the football. Don't worry about getting, you know, the misses some exposure. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be like, I think I would be with somebody who wouldn't want to be part of that. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If, right. if, if she really respects you and you, the job that you had to do, knowing the noise in previous world cups, surely she realizes, okay, let's not do this. Yeah. And if she's English, she should understand the weight of that and the vitriol that would come from that. How slippery a slope that is. I'm a bit surprised, <laughs> B, though, I, that B doesn't have a WAGS impersonation. 
I thought you might be able to throw one in. Uh, uh, who's your Rebecca choice. Vardy? Who's your Rebecca Vardy? I want to hear it. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's no generic wag. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, there must be. Like, you know, like in the States or here, the, that kind of wag defined sound would be like a valley girl sound, probably. I think that would be the go-to. Yeah. Just gotta, but there's got to be like one a lot. With it all would... the accents up there, what do you make it a mank? Do you make it a Hockney? Yeah. Do you make no. it? Probably just a, a generic, Brummy? an Essex. No, not a Brummy. Geordie? Essex. A I generic. Essex. A generic. Geordie, Essex. I can see. Essex for sure. Could be two. Essex, Essex and Scout. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Essex girls have a, a reputation or a sort of maybe stigma against them, I guess. <laughs> stigma would be a good description. <laughs> um, talking about 2026, though, are you uh, surprised and or impressed by all the coverage that this World Cup announcement got? Because uh, I, I think here it matched exactly what I expected. But in the States, like, it's everywhere. They're still talking about it. I've got American friends who are not football people at all who are, keep texting me about how it's constantly on the TV. They can't get away from it. And in the past, they'd be annoyed as shit by that. But they're excited. Four years out, and they're like, I'm actually excited to plot and plan some of these trips. And Well, they got 11 cities, and then the quarterfinals in, too. So that's a little different. Yeah. I know that a lot of cities are still just kind of blown away by the effort that, that Toronto made to have John Tory as our representative. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? I think we all went, wow, that's cool. You can have your Bill Gates and you can have your, your Michael Bublé and your, your Drew Carey. We got John Tory. So yeah. shut up in your face. <laughs> I meant to bring that up on the last show. Like, did we? Could we not have found anyone cooler than Mayor John Tory to roll out as a celebrity be. ambassador? You it's be. You. I would have got you up there before. I, I mean, John Tory up there. Like, thank thank God for Canada that Vancouver had Michael Bublé. And if it wasn't Bublé, I'm sure they would have tracked Bubbly. Bubbly. Michael Bubbly. <laughs> I'm sure Ryan Reynolds would have done it, right? The Vancouver had had options. But, I mean, Guadalajara had F1 driver Sergio Perez that was a, a lot of recognizable faces, and we had Mayor John Tory. I mean, Drake, surely that's down Drake's alley, isn't it? Big well, he, time. he had an album out that night, though. The Weekend? L- weekend could have been up. You know what? Perfect. You- Slip, slipped out the little album there. That Play was a surprise. Reason. And then they, be the guy. They probably re- asked him, and he replied via text, honestly, never mind. And they're like, oh, this guy doesn't want to do it. But he I was, was going to say, that's going to his album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say Bieber, but maybe wouldn't present himself too well. I got I that know. one, Dunny. See, I'm on, I'm on it. I'm you're, on on it. You're, you're hip. Yeah. Yeah. Charms and Wonger were no like, clue. what? what? Yeah, it's no, the name I of the got album. it. I got oh, it. Was it? Yeah. I had to explain. You it. just didn't think it was funny? Nah. No, no. I, I, was, I was already, sorry, I interrupted, and that's rude of me. I was already thinking about my Bieber joke coming out of that, so I wasn't actually listening. Yeah, Bieber, got, Bieber has shingles of the face, right? Yeah, so, so he, it couldn't have been him, because it would have been like, oh, God, I'm not going to Toronto. Look at those people. Yeah, he had to cancel. Poor Biebs had to cancel all of his concerts, and everyone's giving him shit on social. I and he, half his face is paralyzed. paralyzed. <laughs> Maybe the poor guy had a stroke. No, no, he has shingles, shingles of the so, face. Yeah. He's got some zoster that, like, it's not a good thing for uh for you know. How do you know he got shingles of the face? Girl. He still says it was yeah. still worthwhile. <laughs> what was still worthwhile? <laughs> How do you get it? Charmed exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it was still worthwhile. <laughs> it's a paralysis of the face, right? A mild paralysis. Yes, yeah, like at least that's it, it isn't Bell's way. palsy, but it's I think the same. Kind it's of on the yeah, but it's a it's a on that it's spectrum. A, it's on the zoster spectrum. So, okay, 
the zoster spectrum sounds like some way of like uh defining how good a player is doesn't it like it's oh yeah he, was, he, he played in germany in the third division but is he on the zoster spectrum really that's Let's more see. like oh he gets cold sores yeah. he gets shingles he's got yeah. herpes on the peepee yeah. <laughs> getting stuck in an elevator door speaking of sexually transmitted diseases um did you see this star-studded celebrity game in miami that ronaldinho put together Tell us. Okay. So quite the list. Uh, Ronaldinho versus Roberto Carlos. They played it in a Ooh. Miami stadium Saturday night. Um, and it, this, I'll read some of the names out here. There were some current players, including someone we all know and love, Alfonso Davies. Basically, anyone that wanted to you know, have this a super holiday in this very tight window for these players, as we discussed before. Jimmy said they really only get two, maybe two and a half weeks to kick back and do nothing and enjoy being rich and young. <laughs> Miami seems like a great place for to, to gather. Ronaldinho definitely and single. Knows what he's doing and single. Yes, in the, in the case of of some, yes, mm-hmm. Miami is mm-hmm. a great place to be single for sure. Uh, but Eder Militao, um, Arturo Vidal, Risto Stoichkov, Rivaldo played in this game. Falcao, Nani, Carlos Tevez, David Trezeguet, Steve Nash played. You may have seen this online, and some American. Uh, Miami-based people, Jimmy Butler, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, Weston McKenney was also on this. There was a lot of names. Paul Pogba played, Blaise Matuidi. Is he still? Isn't he still playing oh. for Miami? Um, How's he allowed to do that? I don't think he's allowed. Is he? Is he? I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe it's just on the. I'm just. No, he left. I'm pretty sure he left. Uh, Vinicius played. Um, Patrick Cloyvert. I uh, think it was. I think it was Patrick and not Justin. I played as well. Rafa Marquez. Quite the uh, quite the star-studded list wow. of names. That's a, that's a who, good name. That is a good paid name. for that. <laughs> the, some promoter NFT probably some NFTs. Ronaldinho is really in with this Web three crowd, um, so I, I have a feeling it was something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Miami's a pretty good city to be able to attract some names like that. A lot of guys that probably would have been down there anyway. Could time hey, it. Right? I, I sent you guys a picture last week of uh, a good friend of ours playing in an exhibition with Steve Nash as well. Craig Forrest. Okay. Yes. Did you see that, Craig? I did. You, were, you had a tight control of the ball by the looks of the picture. Your quads were popping. I was out for a night us. out. I think I got home at five in the morning. It was it was it was really ugly. <laughs> this was we were, MLS All Star Weekend. Yeah, it was the next day. It was, we were dragging our ass, and I know now she was too because he was with me. <laughs> <laughs> we should get him on the show, Craig. What a night. But, he'd, um, be great. Yeah. Three. he'd be a great guest. Yeah. Get him on the sh- let's get let's get Nash on on the show. He'd be happy to talk Spurs or Vancouver. I know he would. about Spurs. Yeah, as long as we don't ask him about Kyrie and KD, I think he'd be happy to join us. <laughs> You're right. Maybe that's why he's keeping himself in the football, the soccer situation, so he can get back oh. analyzing football on, on TV after he gets the boot from the. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't want nothing to do with that drama in Brooklyn. My Oof. God. Uh, I bring up the Miami game, though, because, Craig, was there any celebrity, either charity or celebrity games that you played in that uh, had anywhere near the list of names I rifled off? Not even close. No? Iron Maiden. They used to get a group together in Toronto really? when they came in. Yeah, Bruce Dickinson? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Actually, you know what? I don't. I think he might be the only guy who didn't play. Oh, really? Yeah. Steve Harris puts it together. Old West Ham uh, youth player, the guitarist. I played uh, in a couple of them. I think you, you too, be the, the Rock of the Pitch. Mm-hmm. 
games uh, against some musicians, Brendan Canning of Broken Social Scene, Ian Sinclair of uh, Bedwin Soundclash, and the one, yep. of course, I, I told the story when that dickhead, Revis Cuomo, showed up and I had the interview lined up and he, he screwed me over. I, was, I told that story before, I think. You could tell yeah. again if you want. He's a dickhead. What did he do? Weezer. He just walked away from you? No, so we, so he was a big name, right? Weezer's a big band. I love Weezer. And, uh, favorite so, album. One of my favorite yeah. albums. So I went through, you know, the the right channels. The guy I know who's organizing the tournament, Adrian Bradbury, um, of Athletes for Africa. And uh, yeah, so yeah, come along. We'll get a sword, get a camera. He's got, Rivers has a bit of a history in, in soccer as being a fan. I think Ipswich, actually, strange enough. I think it was. Anyway, I show up. Go to his tent. You know, he's got a tent. No one else does. It's a freaking charity football match. And uh, he's there with his family, his, his young baby and his wife and his two nannies, two nannies. And I come in. Eventually, I wait and I wait and I wait. And he's, I can see him. He's right there. Eventually, he comes out. Yeah, uh, I'll give you two questions. I went, oh, thanks. That's great of you. So I asked him two questions. The shittest, worst answers uh. I've ever heard. It's like one, two-word answers. So I stick the third one in. At which point he looks over to his manager and goes, this guy's had his two questions. Rivers Cuomo. I, I really like Weezer. He's an absolute dickhead. Wow. I like it. Did, I you like get to, it. did you get to play against him? I wish. I would have freaking gone over the ball 100%. Yes. I can't sure. remember if I was there that day. I played in a few of these with you. but And I feel like I can picture this visually in my mind. But I don't remember if I was... I was actually there for that very disappointing i know he's got some issues clearly mm. that day he did but it's just it, it was it was a little disappointing you kind of look like a big weezer fan you kind of look like him do you think so yeah i think we're wearing glasses the that's the only reason because i'm wearing glasses right now <laughs> we all right now we all look like rivers cuomo <laughs> <laughs> no not uh not forrest forrest has got those like mattia bonotto f1 glasses on he's got those <laughs> he does you know, yeah, he, the, could uh, pit, he could be in pit lane right now for sure. The, the Ferrari chief. Uh, I shared a tweet, by the way, of one of the, the greatest Canadian uh, Grand Prix pit lane moments of all time where legendary Martin Brundle, who does those pit walks in the broadcast before, now that everyone's a Formula One fan because of the documentary, of course. I don't know if, uh, if, if you've had this annoyance as well, but all mm -hmm. these people in my life that want to text me during Grand Prix or not now all of a sudden they're the biggest F1 fans. I mean, I'm sure there's soccer fans that must be feeling that after Canada qualified for the World Cup. Like, let's, listen, Janine, I knew you didn't. I don't know why I picked Janine as a name. Someone who's not affiliated. Janice, maybe another one. Janice, I know you don't give a shit about soccer, but all of a sudden you do. It's like my cousin Christine texts me at 7 in the morning for Formula One race. It's like, you're, all of a sudden you like F1? Mm -hmm. Anyway, my rant about Martin Brundle walking down pit lane, and he sees Canadian model Winnie Harlow, and someone must be in his ear. Like, she's a famous Canadian model. Friends with Drake, like you want to interview her. So he busts in and she's talking to some guy, and this guy is not paying any attention. And he's a well dressed guy, looks like he's got money, he's got long hair, cool guy, he's got these little bad bunny, thin, cool guy glasses on, Wonger. And he's chatting her up, chatting her up. And Brundle's like, okay, bud, uh, I'm going to talk to her. Oh, if that's okay with you, he says to her, not to him. And he just goes, okay, and turns to the camera, like, I'm leaving. And it's Arsenal's Hector Bayerin who the audience, oh. largely English audience, recognized immediately. Martin was, what a cock blocker. It. it was great. Oh, yeah. and, and B actually used that term cock block. Yeah. So he fully cock blocked him. He totally did. Yeah, it's on the Footy Prime account if you've not seen this before. Um, but Wonger, you spent a lot of time in Montreal, buddy. The Formula One Grand Prix weekend is one of the biggest things to happen in this country. 
Yeah. You don't have a lot of legendary F1 stories. No, because here's the thing. When you always you, got away. You rented out your place. No, you, we, I, <laughs> I literally, that was the end of school. You want to get out and you, the thing is we all had to work, right? Most mm. of us. So you had to go home, start your job and start saving for the next ter- semester. So we couldn't have. no silver spooner. No, I am not. So we had to, we had to run home and Charms. start. So going back. <laughs> Yeah, charms. It's it is. It is. Him and Ricky Schroeder. Um, <laughs> there was never, I never went back to visit because it was such, um, and I, look, I'm not a big racing fan anyways. There was always gigantic parties and all that, but there was no, for me, I, I was kind of, there's the jazz festival just for laughs. Those were kind of the weekends that I would hit. Those were much higher on my, on my, Kind of so sorry, be on your radar, you know. So, yeah, so you weren't uh, European at the time. That's it. Now that now that you're so cultured, oh you, yeah, I'm so European. We've brought you into our global sport and global world. But I think you would tackle it differently now. Hey B, is there an, an irreverent and edgy F1 podcast like F1 us, Prime or something like the equivalent? Um, I find that the the Formula One pods are not as entertaining as the football pods um mind you i'm sure that there are several but as far as the big box or big names are concerned with former drivers no they do not rival craig forrest or jimmy how'd the, had the canadian do this weekend Which was I'll, t- I'll tell you the grid there's two of them now oh, yeah there's uh lance stroll and nicholas latifi wah, wah. yeah i'll tell you how the grid finished they didn't finish in the top 10 last time i saw uh rich boy stroll was 13th He's doing mm. better this year. The, till, till his dad, since his dad bought, yo, he did finish tenth. My apologies, then. Lance Stroll oh. finished tenth in his oh. Aston Martin, so he did get one point in his hometown. Latifi uh, oh, finished sixteenth. So, yeah, McLaren won again, right? Verstappen's rolling towards yeah, the championship, isn't he? It's ridiculous. Did Leclerc finish? Uh, Leclerc did finish fifth. Yeah, fifth. He finished fifth, Hamilton. Yeah. Signs was chasing Third. up in the last 10 minutes, but Lewis Hamilton who started in fourth, which was his best start. They did qualifying in the rain, though. It was like a total mess. And then today was beautifully sunny. Perfect summer Montreal day in the dry. So the grid, if you looked at the starting grid, it looked like they had picked the names out of a hat. But Hamilton started fourth, which I think was his highest this season, and finished third. It was the first time he's been on the podium. So, yeah, disastrous season. Been I love this. You know how dead it is in the football world, right? When we're just <laughs> breaking down the Montreal Grand Prix. Camping and no, no. F1. I'm going to get in. Yeah, celebrity games in Miami. <laughs> what do you mean? There's lots going on. STI. You yeah. 20s. Thank you, oh. Craig. No, I'm going to get into all that. Uh, before I get off of this uh, window of uh, – I stacked this to try and like keep the listener before I – I thought, mm, do I want to open with MLS and Canada's very disappointing U20 performance against Cuba in Honduras? No. Let's start with the other stuff. Uh, but, Wonger, I put it uh, out there for you to engage in uh, in celebrity um, charity game fun. Do you have a five-a-side team of, of soccer people that you've fallen in love with? Yes. Very easy. You're going to name favorite... all, all four of us. Yeah. No, it was close, though. Uh, <laughs> Pele? Okay. Heard of this guy named Pele? Today's <laughs> today's Pele. So oh, that is, Peel is, guy, that Peel. Peel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is present uh, day. You want to go with Peel? So here are my favorite. He was money always Pele? one of my favorites. Uh, and Zidane, always one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Just because he, I, it was guys with skill and temper. Those were the two things that I always liked. And then, of course, Dicchio, oh. Forrest, and oh. Jimmy B. And uh, Charms is manager. Oh. And he is uh, first man off the bench. 
Oh, wow. There you go. Left man out. That's good. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a pretty good side. Yeah. Be people I'm a bit offended, we, actually. We, we would have a... Oh, come on. I think people would pay 100 bucks a ticket to see uh, Wong Pelly, get out there yes. with that team. <laughs> Pelly and Zidane. I'm not sure about the others. <laughs> was there a big crowd for this game in Miami, by the I, way? I looked it up. I couldn't find it. Uh, I didn't see the total number in the end, but uh, to be honest, it looked like an average into miami game. There was, there, was, uh, there was enough bums in seats, I think, to justify... Some of the ticket price. Um, I'm not sure what that ticket price was, but by the way, Blaise Matuidi is is no longer there. Remember the big controversy last year, right? Well, they get because they, they got hammered they, and sanctions, brought, fines, and right. They they brought him in and uh, they didn't know how to to hide the the money with Gam and Tam. Yeah, Gam and Tam confused everyone, especially David Beckham, which <laughs> shouldn't surprise us too much. Yeah, yeah. Miami is no, a tough sports town. Oh, is it ever? That stadium looks okay, though. I, I think that's, uh, I mean, it's obviously not where they want it. And I, I don't know if they've actually put pen to paper on building a new stadium, but they had hoped to actually have it in the city. Um, but this is where, who used to play in this ground? Was it, was it the, is this in Fort Lauderdale? Is this where the strikers used to play? And they've redone it? I don't know what the hell the sponsor is, Pink. The uh, DRV PNK Stadium? Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what driver pink is, but I'm pretty sure that's what they call it. It's like Wong or with the, you just get rid of the vowels and like interview our INTVU series. Is that something, in, is that like sexy marketing, Wong? Or then it is. It's so people remember it. It's like, uh, you know, when you're trying to fit your long name on your vanity license plate. Right. So you just cut out, you know, you cut out the vowels. Is your uh, driver's, is your license plate now FP creator? Oh yes! Oh yeah, that? that's because because we've been taking off so much. I can afford a vanity license plate <laughs> on so a before, Subaru. Yeah, the no. Fort Lauderdale uh, Strikers Toyota. announced Toyota. in 2016 they were moving out of Lockhart Stadium after which yeah, the stadium Lockhart. fell into a state of disrepair. In 2019, MLS expansion side Inter Milan announced its intentions to pursue the Lockhart Stadium site to serve as the club's training ground for its first team. Youth Academy and future USL League One team, Fort Lauderdale CF. The Fort Lauderdale City Council unanimously approved into Miami's bid for the Lockhart Stadium site in March 2019. Uh, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, that's the answer. The site. Wow, that was a really exciting part of the show. Thank you for <laughs> so they're actually gonna, clarifying that for us. So, they're actually going to put it in Fort Lauderdale? That's where they're going to put build the stadium? No, or no, no. Just no. their training ground. But, Talking about the, this driver pink stadium where interplay now. They actually they played this afternoon as we've uh, been recording the show against Atlanta. Uh, final score, Atlanta 2, uh, into Miami nil. That was in Atlanta, though, I should say, that game. But no, this stadium, uh, when they part of the reason why it took so fucking long for them was because they had made this bid to build a stadium in Miami. And uh, it was in a poor, poor part of town that they were hoping to kind of gentrify. And I think what they realized was no one else wanted to get on board with this. No one believed that it was worth putting a stadium in this part of town. So they didn't do it. And they were able to take over in Fort Lauderdale. That's where this stadium is now. But they kicked off at the just before the pandemic started with the total intention that this was just temporary. And they're still trying to build their own facility somewhere closer to, to Miami itself. 
God, this is boring. I was I was just about to say, uh, Footy Prime will not be recorded this week. Instead, we have James Sharman reading the internet. <laughs> James Wikipedia Sharman. Well, oh, you. Hey, Dickio's team just lost. Sacramento just lost 3-2 to LAFC in that U.S. No. Cl- whatever cup that is. No. U.S. Open. No, 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 no. U.S. Open? You're wrong. You're totally oh, yeah. wrong. They play the LA Galaxy on Tuesday in the US Open Cup. Oh, close. they lost a league match to LA Galaxy 2 on Saturday night. Oh, okay. Oh, that was pretty close, Wonger. Well, there you go. Dan Wong misreads the internet. <laughs> you've already you've already killed Dick Yo off. <laughs> this just another lesson in s- soccer. It's really yeah. easy to pay attention to. Yeah. Second really forest training was, No. If Danny was gonna win that game if you're really hoping. Oh I want and you found out that he didn't. Well, he didn't. <laughs> Wait, remember he still got a chance. There's every chance they're gonna lose on Tuesday, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I think chance. Should. The North Star bet odds are probably minus a thousand that LA Galaxy should beat the clubber Sacramento Republic. Remember when Sean Deitch got fired? Someone texted in the group chat, and we all, Craig and I, both Googled Dickio. Like we read it as Deitch and Googled Danny Dickio Sacramento immediately instead of Sean Deitch. Because the idea of Sean Deitch being fired seemed more unrealistic, I think. That's probably what's crazy. Is Sean Deitch being fired from Burnley or Vincent Company? Managing Burnley. What's Ooh. crazier? It's a weird one, isn't it? Mm, I, know, I know you guys toss. discussed it. I wasn't, I wasn't around that, that day. It's the coin toss. Company being there is very strange. But Jimmy and Craig made some good points about wanting to prove himself in England. And if he can get them back, you know, he's, he's only 36. I, I really do think his advantage is he can relate to players in a way Deitch and some of these older ex-players just, just can't. And but, is that enough? I don't know. I hope it works out because I, I like him a lot. I think we all do. Um, but, I mean, he wasn't a great success at Anderlecht. The hope was that he'd, he'd take over there and, you know, bring them back to where the, the glory years, it didn't happen. Yeah, but he also took over one of the biggest teams in the country at 33 years old. Still Have, Having shown up there as a player, it's, it's, not, it's not Rooney at Derby, like for like comparison. Mm-hmm. His missus is uh, from Manchester too, right? So maybe getting back to England was a, it's part of it. Yeah. There's a great, the great um, in the uh, Man City documentary when they clinch. Uh, I forget which year it was. They clinched and and City weren't playing. I forget who it was who, who lost. And he's at home. Actually, I think it may be in uh, it may be in United lost or something. Anyway, um, he, he's sitting at at his wife's at the in laws' house. This little yeah. row house in Manchester, very very you know modest. And uh, he's sitting there amongst all these guys wearing red, <laughs> United red. It's really a really great, really great scene. Yeah, I like that piece too. I'm glad that uh, he had the cameras follow him for that, that they included mm-hmm. that. Um, did you see any of Canada's U20 team take on Cuba? I watched the whole second half. The uh, Cuba's goalkeeper got sent off with about 15 minutes to go. So they put their goal scorer in net. I thought for sure Canada would be able to take advantage and, and win this. Uh, but they lose 1-0 which puts uh, Mauro Biello's team in a, a real rough spot because they've got the United States tomorrow and then St. Kitts to close out the group. So if they uh, if they can beat the States, then they're not worried as much about St. Kitts, but yikes, not a good uh, not a good way to start, Craig. 
No, it's terrible. Um, I don't know what the answers are to that either. We'll probably find out over the next, uh, you know, just to see where this team's at. And I got to say, though, it has to be a lot to do with, and I don't hold any hope out against the United States because I'm sure the United States have been in a camp for three months yeah. playing dozens of games and scrimmages and working together and this uh, U20 team. I'm sure they haven't had the preparation that's needed to qualify for this tournament anymore. That's the thing, right? We talked about with Alex uh, Ganguruzic on the news and such, which I thought was great, was this is such an important age level for the development of senior teams in every region of the world. And yet Canada hasn't been able to take advantage of that or see that translate to the senior team like we have in other countries. And if they were able to prioritize, invest in this age level, then maybe you would see that transition through that uh, that you expect in other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It is very important. Uh, I remember mean, saying this in England when they, they didn't take it seriously at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, never hardly qualified, didn't really care. And I was like, have you seen Brazil, Argentina, how seriously they take that tournament? Remember Aguero scoring the final in 2007 for Argentina? Messi's won the tournament. Mm-hmm. He, he actually wanted apparently to play in 2007 because he still qualified to play that year as well. But the club was what didn't want him to. But for that stepping stone and that development and experience of playing club, uh, in tournament football is uh, is massive, massive. And you yeah, see he- all those same players again down the road. Most of you know a lot of them, right? From those nations, you do. You look at that Argentina mm-hmm. team in 2007. They were stacked. Um, uh, Ezekiel Lavetsi, Aguero, obviously. Um, there were some other big names. I almost said Mascherano, but that would have been wrong. He was in the Olympic team. Di Maria, that one. Di Maria was in that team yeah. in 2007. Yeah, yeah, it was a great team. Yeah, and Chile had a, a bunch of stars as well. I think Arturo Vidal would have been on that team. Remember, they were fighting the Toronto police in the bus That's uh, right. outside the bus. Yeah, God, ages ago. But yeah. you can't be you can't be surprised by this, eh, Craig? By really? what they the, Chileans the, the fighting results? with the police? No, no. The re- yeah, that too. <laughs> that the Canada, that, that despite the women being Olympic gold medalists <laughs> and the Canadian men's team going to the I, World Cup I, for the first yeah. time in five years, that our U20 still lose to Cuba? Yeah, I think you can't be surprised with because it still has to do with the CSA. It still has to do with development. It's all mm. part of the same package. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to my, you know, you 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 don't deserve fans. You don't get fans. And, and sit there and think they're just all going to come back and watch. Um, I was watching, and I'm not bashing again. I don't want to bash, but, um, you know, I was watching the Mexico-Jamaican game on one soccer, and it was me on YouTube for free. Didn't know it was going to be on. Saw it was on. 165 people and me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just kind of went, like, that was a Nations League game. Yes, it was... Uh, you know, that same night that El Salvador and uh, the U.S. played in that mud pit the day after we played Honduras. So there's just this level of, you know, we don't talk about it. We don't market it. And that also that pushes down to our development because, you know, they don't make a big deal. To point, Craig's point, they haven't been training together. They wait to the last minute. They don't make it a priority to get these guys together. And yeah. it, it's it's sad, and it shows me that there really, once again, has to be a wholesale 
change in approach. I don't care about the people, but a wholesale change in approach. The marketing, though, and the value for fans or the attention, that's a separate thing. At this level, that doesn't matter as much. And and I disagree. I think they all have to do because once you get people, it's all about that dollar being pushed down, especially on the lower end. I think, though, I think, though, the point of these tournaments and this these age groups in general is truly like development. So, yes, I think if you maybe run a better business from the senior level that it can trickle down to benefit your youth team so that you're able to host a camp so that you have national training centers in order to do that. I mean, that's part of Canada's problem, too. Right, Craig? Like if there was one facility like St. George's Park or Bradenton where you could just take it over whenever you need to, as opposed to speaking with the city, as opposed to trying to get a, a big venue or a stadium. Available. There is talk like, about that happening though, right? Part of the money from the World Cup is supposed to be about putting towards mm-hmm. uh, a central um, camp, a central location. Right. Now. There won't hey. be any money left. There won't. <laughs> That's the problem though, right? That's the problem. Yeah. You know what? I, I know you guys are saying, but you made a good point, right? And so do you, Wonga. You know, Canada should be investing at that level. Of course they should. Um, but as far as public interest, you know, other countries don't give a shit about that level of football, no. right? England don't really, they don't get huge crowds for their U-20s. You know, Germany don't get huge mm. crowds for their U-20s. You know, that's that's not unlike other nations. Yeah, Better, I think U-20s isn't bad a level. I mean, we played, uh, I guess it would have been West Germany at the time in Germany. And it was a 10,000, 12,000. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the reason that it's on TV is not to improve the attention of that level it's just to improve revenue and to add dollars make the make the under 20 world cup feel like a major tournament for the nations that are hosting it because usually it's not nations that are hosting the men's senior world cup right this is the thing with canada Uh, i'm not saying that it's it's not a big deal but the gate revenue the attention at that level just doesn't matter as much it does very much feel to me like fifa push it on us um or I'll push it on the marketing level longer to just to turn to turn dollars, which I get that I understand that, but in every corner of the world, it's it's a little different. I think the fact we have access to these games for the fans makes it exciting. Now these are players you can follow, and as Craig says, like you look at other countries, Argentina being the best one, the majority of those under twenty players end up being superstars in the senior team, and we haven't had that when the, our under twenty team isn't qualifying for these tournaments like the world cup or the olympics let's say but we've made made fun of the the world juniors hockey on this very podcast before mm-hmm. right saying really no one gives a damn about this outside of canada right tsn has done a great job over the years making it something for this country but the average person outside of even within hockey nations don't really care about that tournament so it's just age great mm-hmm. sport i mean it's extremely important for development of course it is but i just don't think the average sports fan really gives it much weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I would from the under twenty World Cup standpoint, that's a that's a pretty big event from a worldwide standpoint. It is. It was a massive event in two thousand seven. They all are in the in the countries that hold them, mm-hmm. but qualifying but, for it isn't. Yeah, but when that tournament comes around, and I agree, oh, qualifying th- for it's big deal. It, it matters for the teams that are competitive the teams that have a chance to win it and it matters for the host country that probably isn't hosting a a senior men's tournament mm-hmm. i mean going through it we i mean back in i think 92 or no 80 was it 80 
five was in Russia and 87 in Chile. So we qualify a whole bunch of times through there. You know, when you look at our national team as well, how strong, you know, strong they were at those times and all the years we haven't qualified for, although uh, Ian Hume's team did really well. What was that? I want to say like, Oh, four or something like that. They got to the quarterfinals against Spain did really well. I think it was the quarters. You know, to, to Wonger's point, and this team specifically, right? And yes, this is accessible. This is free on YouTube, which, again, I think it's great by all, all parties involved. We should be paying attention. Mm. And I don't think that the powers that be understand that people are paying more attention to this team specifically because it's these faces and some of these names that you're expecting to see play for Canada in 2026 when the World Cup is here. So maybe... Two years ago, you should have invested and developed a, a structure in order to benefit this team ahead of this CONCACAF tournament. So you're not in a position where you're just fielding a group of what seems like CPL and foreign academy all-stars to lose thank, to Cuba. Thank you, B. <laughs> That's <laughs> my Cuba. point. And, uh, you know, and I, I mean, we're talking about Canada again. And I, I, was sell- I was going back and forth with Craig yesterday. And I was going, you know, I really hope the men's team with the strike of the game, whether they were right or wrong, and we all kind of line up, they were right. But I really hope this isn't like this karma moment where they've just kind of, you know, jinxed a little bit of everything mm-hmm. that's been going on because <laughs> we were so excited in after Jamaica. We were so excited in the fall, you know, in the midwinter uh, Edmonton games. And then all of a sudden, like, Iran happened, CSA strike against you uh panama strike players strike no contract i'm just like guys on a marketing level like i know we've speaking about that but they have so much to do with each other on development and money flowing in and hey gaining success with the eyeballs and the spectators and that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and i would love to change it and snap my fingers and say oh it's all good but we haven't even heard what's happened with the contract. And it's still three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? It's, it's going very quiet. And I think it's probably a good thing. It There's is. No leaks coming out either think, side. You know what I'm saying, though? Well, you know, it has to be. I, I, you know what? I mean, it's the question. that it hasn't been figured out yet is a bit concerning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. So our yeah. under-20 team will be at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> if their opponents, and we don't know who they are yet for the September window, if their opponents, uh, these hired guns for friendlies, wipe the floor with this Canadian men's national team uh, heading to Qatar, yeah, it's going to be a lot of deflated uh, excitement heading into a World Cup against Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. I sa- I've said it several times. I could see this team potentially getting out of the group, and I could see this team getting four points, but I could also t- see them getting zero. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think it's one or the other. I don't think there's anything in between. They're either getting zero points or four points. <laughs> get a point. Let's just get a point. You know, I'm not, like I said before, you know, I think it's all gravy at this point, but get a point. Get a point, score a couple of goals, happy. Mm-hmm. And that's what TFC fans are saying about TFC now. They would love to just see score a goal, and then maybe things would go well. Uh, to games, more games, Wonger, that people aren't watching. Major League Soccer. The Red Bulls beat TFC 2-0. Uh, TFC winless in 16 away matches going back to last season now, which I think is is maybe matching or their worst run uh, as a franchise. That's saying something. Isn't it? Wow. What are, what's Insigne doing right now? 
He's going, what am I coming to? Going over his contract. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's probably drinking in Miami with all Ronaldinho's buddies oh, asking exactly. if there's any NFTs to make and when they're going to do more charity games. He's oh, probably yeah, like, oh, my God, this team's in relegate on one point above relegation zone. No, it's okay. There's no relegation. Yeah. He's like, thank God I picked it to get paid in Bitcoin. No pressure, eh? no pressure, Lorenzo. <laughs> no, no expectations for you to guide this team to the promised land. Can you imagine Jesus. though, if there was relegation right now, there'd be that, there'd be a little tense around the ground. I think so. Well, I don't Hamilton, think that... New York, and Calgary playing so well. <laughs> Jeez, I, I'd like to see uh, Cavalry and and Forge in MLS for a season. Mm-hmm. God, that'd be cool. amazing. It would be very setup. cool. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah, and then when when Valor head down to Sporting Kansas City, whew, the appeal of that would be, huh? <laughs> My God, yeah, um, yeah. To this game specifically, though, in TFC, obviously the season has not. Uh, it's funny, right? Because I think that there's been brighter moments for TFC in this season than I had anticipated before Insigne turned up. But then when you really? look at it, 15 points from 15 games. Maybe I'm I'm looking through it with the rose tinted glasses, optimistic glasses. I try. On this show, especially with you, Lot, I try to be that person. I feel like I need. Right? Someone's got to be optimistic, otherwise we're going to lose the, the listener base. Right? There's, yeah, there's change true. coming, B. There's change coming. Insignia's coming. Crescido's coming. There's others too. Right. There is. Um, Pozuelo. I don't know if you saw this. My my boy uh, Michael Singh writes for the Parlay. Um, he's like he's he's scooping stories left, right, and center right now. Um, and he had a great chat with Bill Manning and Bob Bradley. And he, his gut tells him that Pozuelo's leaving um, probably into this season. Not that he's a bad player. He, he's a great player, but from a tactic standpoint, doesn't fit into the system that Bob Bradley wants. So it's going to be a brand new look TFC pretty soon, not just with the incomings, but the outgoings as well. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be that concerned if I'm a TFC. You can change your club's forges in MLS really quickly. You see it every year. Just stay in the hunt around summertime and then July hits and you'll be okay. But it's really interesting because I mean, Pozuelo was the MVP not that long ago. He's a really good player, but he has to fit in a certain role as a number 10. And I didn't see the game this weekend. Was he playing in that role this weekend? Uh, Was he playing in that role? Good point. I had that game on distracted from much of it. Let me uh, tell you where he lined up. I can't believe you don't know the answer to that, B. No, it's impossible for me to say. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, (laughs) I can can tell you about the Vancouver game. I watched that closer. Did you? They're a bit fortunate, eh? The Whitecaps? Yeah. Yeah, thank you, co-host, by uh, pivoting off of an answer. I <laughs> 97 you saw your boys in. in trouble here, and you're just going to leave well <laughs> What a teammate. Oh, Craig, Craig has been my most reliable teammate uh, since the beginning here on Footy Prime. The oh, absolutely. I think uh, Jimmy's like a big cheerleader. We have a lot in common, Jimmy and I, surprisingly. But I mean, well, am I? not surprising. <laughs> What am well, I my, my bully mentor? What do you You're mean? You're foil. You're the foil. I don't bully you. Brendan bullies you way more than I do. No way. Are you he fucking does. joking me? Not a chance. No, do you absolutely. listen to the show? You've already admitted on this show that you don't listen when you're here. So no, I don't think I don't think you do listen. <laughs> no, I, I think Jimmy is way more scathing. And I think Craig has his moments too. Craig does. He loves to yeah. mention how slow you are. These are physical attributes. Well, that's also fact. It's yeah, then I'm, like, and then I'm coming for your wife after. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that part I, is... I generally back strange. you up. You're right. But I know I got no shot anyway, so... Yeah. And so, <laughs> don't ever mention it to her. You don't have the hair. I'm not bringing it up. You don't <laughs> have the body. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't have the... 
the gentlemanly good looks. But you got great internet now. You can compete with uh, yeah, Brendan internet. on the internet. Yes. $27. I'll get you some points. $27 we spent for your investment. I got a cable internet. long enough that I could go across the city with it and still plug it in. <laughs> well, Honestly, God, this thing is. Well, that's fun. good then. If it, if it does start breaking up, you can just plug it into to one. Don't mess with just... it. <laughs> Don't do that. It's going to break it. No. It's not even close. Honestly, there, there's like. <laughs> There might be 150 feet of cable. You can yeah. bring your you can bring your uh, your computer into the bathroom now. Just carry it wired in. I could bring it to your house. What are you talking oh, about? I don't want you in my house anymore. I gave him a key. I gave him a key because he slept over, and I went, "You're here so often. I want you to have a key, my friend." Oh, I'm going to keep nice. that key. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Has he got a toothbrush too? No, he carries his Rexall bag. He's like, uh, you know, when you you're like. 12 years old and you go off to school and you want to look cool, but you don't have the, the cool lunch bag. So your mom gives you the Rexall bag and it looks like you're, you sh- it's too big for whatever you have in there. That's what yeah. Craig's like. I can't afford the lunch kit. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got a grocery bag is what you're saying. He's got a grocery, grocery bag, bag that he carries yeah. around with him. Yeah, but it's cooler if it's from the pharmacy, right? And what's the big one in BC, Craig? It's London Drugs. Isn't that the big one? Yeah. <laughs> They don't have According as good to life a bag, score, though. AB, according to life score, I mean, it's the, it was a four-four-two. Okay. And uh, Pozuelo was obviously central beside Bradley. That's I'm just saying. I just haven't. Uh, anyway, now we know. I mean, they were pretty scrambled uh, against the Red Bulls. It wasn't. Um, it, it was a pretty convincing win for New York. Although I think possession-wise, I think the numbers actually favored TC. They didn't look as as poor, but it was a great chip. Luquinhos had chipped Westberg, which can't really fault for. I think I tweeted that goal on the footy. Yeah, I thought it was very, very nice. Toronto had a lot of possession, I understand. 44% possession. 44. For TFC? The other team at 56. (laughs) What stretches did they have more? That's my point. The second half that when they needed, when they were down 2-0, then it was was 60% possession. They just needed to go down first. Well, because they had to, yeah, they had to attack. They went down bloody early, though. Lewis Morgan headed a, an opening goal for the Rebels like two minutes in. wasn't even. So it's two games that had uh, quick goals. Lucas Cavallini scored 97 seconds in to put uh, Vancouver on the right foot in Dallas. Every he time I watch... He's right now, isn't he? He's playing well. Yeah, he is. I was a, the goal was a bit of a tapping in, right, right place at the right time. Uh, the Colombians had done all the work, Dahomey and Dabra Caicedo, who I really like both of them. I think uh, if they played on, on the East Coast in Major League Soccer, I think they'd be much bigger names, which is... I understand a bit unfair to the Whitecaps, but I think that's the case with most sports and players who are, you know, better than average or on the low end of star, just becoming stars or playing on the West Coast are just not seen. There's not as many eyeballs. I think that Vancouver definitely suffers from that a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, but a good result for them. Hopefully they can keep that going. And Montreal uh, lost at home to Austin. Uh, mm. You know, they like with this international break, in the past, MLS would just play through it and they'd miss all of these guys. And it, it, it seemed very stupid that they wouldn't adjust the schedule. Now that they do adjust the schedule, I think you can actually see where it hurts some of these teams. Like Montreal was off for 22 days. It dominated Austin in like nearly every category, but they lose on the score sheet where it matters the most. Austin only had two shots on target and they won 1-0. Montreal had 12 attempts, bulk of possession, and they were up a man for 46 minutes, Montreal. Well, think it. about 
sorry to interrupt and to, mm-hmm. to pivot away from MLS because I didn't watch any. Please but, do. And, and the same thing, um, <laughs> the, 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 the World Cup, right? So it's shutting down for what, six weeks, most European leagues? I think they're. I haven't seen the official breakdown. It's yeah. six full weeks? I believe so, yeah. So if you crash out in the first round, you know, you've got a lot of time off. So are you better off to crash out and say the quarterfinals, you know, so you get a bit of time off, but you're still playing, you know, relatively late into December. Mm. So you're, you're fresh at the same time. You're not rusty by the time you get back on the field for your club. That's a silver lining. <laughs> well, those England players, oh, let's just, just get to the quarters, boys. Then we'll be okay. We think it's it's really it's going to affect a lot though, right? Think about these teams that go on these second half swings, right? I know they weren't in the Premier League and probably won't have many World Cup players, but Nottingham Forest, who were in the relegation zone at the beginning of December and in November, and then end up finishing in the playoff spots to to come through and now be promoted to the Premier League. If you are a team that needs a second half surge, um, it might take you a while to find your feet again after this six week break. I think it's going to make the Premier League very unpredictable and surprising. On the flip side, if you're Man City and Erlen Haaland's had the entire time off, right. talk about a guy that's got his feet wet in the first few weeks of the season, mm. takes six weeks off, and then comes back and is going to be you know fit for the second half of the season. Uh, maybe a bit rusty at first, but man, he'll be fresh, won't he? They might be banking on that as opposed to you know a team that's relying on you know, the key players who might be going deep into the tournament. Mm, so maybe that's why Man City are comfortable letting someone who's going to play a lot in the World Cup and Raheem Sterling leave? Is that, see, tell me this story. I, I didn't see this. Chelsea, is it, is Chelsea it are the front runners. Um, it seems as though that they're, uh, uh, that well, they're miles apart on money at the moment, but it seems like Chelsea are quite keen. I think they had, they submitted an official bid for less than 30 and had it very quickly rejected. Man City want 100 to 110 for Gabby Jesus and Sterling. So the expectation is that Chelsea would have to up it to about 50. To so get comb- comb- combined, okay. So is Jesus might be going there as well? No, no, no. Sid, that City's looking to sell the two of them this summer okay. and that they're, they want 100 to 110. So mm. a 27 million or 29 million uh, pound of bid, I think that's what it was from Chelsea for Sterling. Never had a chance. But that Chelsea are the front runners to, uh, to land Raheem Sterling and that he is most likely to... Uh, to leave this summer. Why would they let Sterling go? Well, I mean, with Holland, with Grealish, with Foden, it seems like it's difficult to to play with that lot, isn't it? Oh yeah. He's also he's also what is he is he 30 now? He might be. I think he will have just. Mm. Right. And yeah. he might have is he how many more years on his deal? He's, he's looking kind of fat fit. <laughs> I wish I wish I was <laughs> fat fit. Jesus. Yeah. Um, he was born in 94. He's only 20. Just feels like he should be 30 because we've been talking about him for 10 28. years. 28? Okay. But he also wasn't happy last year, remember? He didn't get on that great with Pep by all accounts. Yeah. There was yeah. some noise last summer as well. So he's not starting every game and uh, he would start every game at Chelsea. Whoever gets Raheem Sterling's getting a great player. Do you think he would start every game at Chelsea? Because he's all, he's walking into a very similar situation. And keep in mind, too, that the Premier League has made it official. There'll be five substitutions. So you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot more specializing, I think, tactics, right, from some of these managers. Look at it internationally, like in the Euros, and how Southgate relied on Grealish as this super sub specialist. 
we've seen that in the Premier League with you know with only three subs in certain situations, but now I think you'll be able to have an actual strategy with it. So if you're a team like Chelsea with Ziyech and Werner and Havertz, mm-hmm. assuming they all stay, add Sterling to that. I'm sure there'll be another big name. Is Lukaku looks set to be out the door, which is insane to go back to Inter. That alone, it's going to be like 12 million or something. And they, and they split his wages. Like, what the fuck? I still can't believe it. Remember how, how dead certain Dickio was that he was the missing piece after winning the the Champions League, that they were going to win the Prem and they were the team to beat? What a disaster Lukaku was there. It's down to him. It's down to him, to be fair, you know. It's down to him. Yeah, He wouldn't adapt, would he? He wouldn't adapt. No, I think and so. You, you would thought he would have done his homework before getting there and spoken to the manager and said, how are you going to play me? Mm-hmm. The same way I've been playing Inter Milan? No. Mm. So, I don't know. Lots of blame to go around, I think, in that deal. Are you sad to see Sadio Mane leave Liverpool? Of course I am. Uh, it's almost official. 41 million euros to buy him. Yeah. I'm sad. I mean, what a, what a legend he's been for that team. What a fun player to watch. He's brilliant. The Premier League's worse off for losing him. But it's football and you have to keep things fresh, right? You have to move players in and move players out. And I understand why he wants a new challenge. Um, he's going to be guaranteed trophies at Bayern, right? He's going to mm-hmm. be guaranteed a league trophy at least. Mm-hmm. He's getting uh, the Lewandowski money. Is that basically what he's doing? Well, yeah, the new thing with Bayern, Bayern screwed themselves when they gave uh, Leroy Sané what, uh, what you would call A-list money. Mm. That screwed everything up for Bayern because they used to have a very kind of tight, not tight pocket, but they ran a very good business ship. Um, but when they brought in Leroy Sané, who had come from Man City making stupid money, and they kind of almost matched that, they've totally thrown the room, I think, into a mess at Bayern. So I don't Guys know are why. doing the old, who's, who's making more? I'm better than that guy, right? Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, every agent's going, that guy's worth this, my guy's worth this. But Sadio Mane scored 120 goals in 269 games for Liverpool. Wow. So he's worth a list money to me. Without God, he, and he's, he's, if he's not 30, he's very close to being 32, right? So I, I don't mind guys. When guys are honest and say, I want a new challenge, I, I get that. We all feel that way at times. It's not always about, you know, the money and, you know, the the guarantee of riches. Some guys want a new challenge, a new Charms, league maybe. Charms, you have something to tell us? Yeah. Is this, is this why you've got three fucking jobs? Huh? Is this why you've got three jobs splitting your time? We're only on the, just about on the brink of making this into something, boys. I'm not leaving now. Are you kidding me? I've got something me. to tell you, Walker. We're doing it on air. I'm now working as an Uber driver. Yeah, exactly. Guaranteed money. Yeah. Guaranteed yeah, when you, when you do leave us for Lyft, though, I want you to do it on air. That's right. On air. air. I'm going nowhere. You're stuck with me. You can't quit me. Um, you know what? Uh, I've, I've been thinking about leaving you guys uh, because uh, much like you, Charms, where you found something else other than media to consume your days and make you not so hateful of the world. Uh, Elena yeah. and I have... Not sure about that. It's not Sorry. pies, but uh, but I, I think I might start a dumplings business. Ooh. Dumplings? Elena and I have been making uh, dumplings. It started with buying the uh, the wrappers at the, the Chinese grocer and then making the filling and and wrapping them ourselves. I'm so good at pleating. You'd be surprised. These, I love dumplings. You've got to give us some samples here, B. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, so after a couple of batches of using the pre-made wraps, uh, we've now made our own wraps, and they're fucking better. 
Are they really? Uh, Good for you. Outstanding. So, listen, when when I first started the pie business, um, I brought pies in for 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 Craig and for Deech, and they would give me some honest feedback. Remember the Balti pie, Craig? Mm. And uh, that's how we. I said you guys should start a business. Yep, you did. I think so Craig I... may be my first customer. Actually, he bought my. Really? He, he was yeah. the first guy. So. I get- Ten percent of the company I remember you giving me too. Wow! Oh dear, shit, I forgot yeah. about that. But in crypto, it was in crypto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But my, my my point being, you should definitely um, let us sample the wares. But I think it's a great idea, B. I'm happy to give you any advice you need, and I can rent you out my kitchen between the hours of midnight and six a.m. I thought about this. Yeah, actually, that was this legit discussion. I'm like, I'm sure he'd give us prime hours. That'd be excellent. Sweet. We've uh, hey, we've got a brand new kitchen opening up pretty soon, so there might be some space in that one. So. Oh, you should tell us and then tell us when you close it so that I don't go sending people to the store like the last time. Like Kensington? No, the store's well, open. Danforth's still staying open. Don't worry about that. Are you kidding me? There's a little cash box, that one. Brilliant. But you're opening a new kitchen or, or a new store? No, it's actually, like, well, it's um, it's mainly a kitchen. There will be an outlet okay. window type thing, but it's mainly just a much bigger kitchen because we've got to keep up. You're bringing the Denny. pies to Durham, Durham region? Yeah. Yeah, is is it going to be in in, uh, in Pickering? Danny, you take about three days of making those fucking dumplings. You drive you bonkers. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, well, Charms doesn't do today. any of the hard labor anymore. Charms just does the promotion. He just shows up to kiss babies. I wasn't talking about Charms. I was talking about you. You got to well, start know. making them yourself. I know, but my point is, is, I've seen you know Charms put the work in early, but like most people in the food industry, you you slave and put a lot of work in for the first year and a half, and then you do nothing mm-hmm. for five years. Then you pay yep. someone else sixteen dollars an hour to do it and make yeah. no profit yourself because you're paying a restaurant <laughs> if you're in the restaurant you need to be there otherwise the place goes to the shite just about every one of them maybe, maybe that should be our next venture wonger footy prime the restaurant what do you think well it's footy prime the restaurant footy prime the uh fc club with uh torstar and the last one we footy prime the beer mm, well we need we're gonna that. we're gonna like make a really that. good beer yeah and sell it to everybody with the pies and uh we'll have Carrie Ryan, Carrie Ryan being our uh, West Coast marketing manager. Craig will fly in with uh, cases and cases of our beer and hand them out on uh, Burrard Street. Mm. <laughs> Dressed up Pilsner. as a giant clown. Yeah, Footy Prime Pilsner. Scaring people. Yeah. I, I've always, I've wanted like a Dunny's pitch side pale ale. Mm. That's ah. not bad. On the bench by Dunny. <laughs> so three so prime's a brewery, right? And then we can have our own personal beers. Yeah, that would be it. What would what would Craigers be called? One nut lager? What would it be? No, brown ale. Just call it nine, <laughs> nil. nine nil. Yeah, that's a good one. That's <laughs> or what yeah, one nut. <laughs> Hilarious cancer. Uh, so funny. Good cancer jokes. <laughs> oh boy. Well, it feels uh I had one more deal to get to, which feels really weird now to talk about uh, Jordan Heidema going back to the Pacific Northwest, um, signing with Seattle's uh, Olympic Lyonnais Reign, or OL Reign as they call them. But I think that'll be a big move for the Canadian women's national team who uh, are playing in Toronto on Sunday against Korea. So uh, I don't know how that may affect our show next week, actually. I'm planning to go to the game. Um, and we're trying to get a member of the team on to speak with us this week. So that'll be exciting. Hmm, yeah, good luck easy. with that. Yeah, it's been easy. Mm-hmm, certainly yeah. fingers crossed oh, yeah. we get someone yeah wouldn't want to ex- you know make expose it and make, make a big deal out of it you know be crazy no of course we'll see it's great though to see more um of these canadian women stars in the nwsl 
See the, the assist by uh, Janine Becky? Uh, this week for Portland, I didn't see it, but I will. Great, great assist. I will find it Ending and uh, tweet right it. Further. How did you see it? You haven't seen shit. Literally, before I came on here tonight, literally, as I. That was the one thing of all the prep. It was like, let me find NWSL yeah. assists. Yeah, well, I forget who posted it, but it was obviously because of Janine Becky. It's some Canadian fan Alec, group. Probably Alexandre Gungu Ruzek. He probably posted it. Probably was, so. yeah. Because yeah. We, we know you don't look at my tweets. No, we you know still you don't tweet? see my tweets. <laughs> No, I'm always tweeting admin from another account. Uh, too busy to tweet my own shit. Push a bit myself first. You got to anyway. open up your, uh, your uh, was it a waffle? No, not a waffle. What is it? Dumpling. Dumpling uh, Twitter account. Come on. If someone goes and copyrights Dunny's dumplings, by the way, and beats me to it, I'll be so pissed. I would use Elena's name, not your name. <laughs> Far more successful if Elena uses her name. You don't think Dunny's dumplings is a big sell? Uh, Dunny's dump just turns me off already. The shard of it, yeah. It's got a good ring to it, as opposed to Elena's dumplings. <laughs> dumplings by Elena. <laughs> You're right. Maybe the name is Jimmy Brennan's laugh. Yeah. Me too, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for coming back camping early. Uh, we're glad that, uh, that you uh, you made it back. I can tell you love your family so much that you rushed rushed back from the campground to join us on this Sunday evening. But uh, Thank you to all of you for listening. Uh, Footy.northstarbet.ca if you want to sign up with our partner. And as Charms always says, cheers for listening and keep buying newspapers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.